Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Stephen Ray Morris here. Welcome to the latest episode of Swift Bites, a weekly Jurassic Right podcast series where I cover what's happening in the universe of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, dinosaur science, and more. This week, Jeff Goldblum talks Jurassic World Dominion filming, a new Camp Cretaceous trailer drops, and we honor the work and life of paleo artist Brian Franchek. All these bites and more, hold on to your butts right now. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. I'm back from my Oregon adventure, charged and primed. Whatever the, the, the I'm like the switches in Jurassic Park that Ellie uh, flips to turn on the power. That's that's who I am right now. But speaking of which, we have some Dominion news after taking a week off. This comes from Business Insider, although Nima Neems, he posted a really nice graphic online. I mean, if you don't follow him you know, the movie poster guy for his art. What are you doing with your life? But, uh, so he turned, he turned me on to this business insider article, which says Jeff Goldblum talks life and death in Jurassic world dominion. And then some other things, but (laughs) so, yeah. So essentially this article talks about a scene that he filmed with Sam Neill and Laura Dern. And I think for a lot, I think this interview is very important because I think, in this new world of franchises, we're constantly dealing with this notion of like, 
you know, what kind of story we're trying to tell and then also where do the characters go? And I think, you know, as much as I love the sequel trilogy, I think there's some merit to that Leia, Han and Luke never got to share a scene together again in the, in the new trilogy. And, um, I think in a way, maybe Colin Trevorrow is like, well, if we're going to have the original trio back, we're going to have them together. So that's really exciting. And, Let's see. So this article, it dives into a couple other things, including his TV show and some other stuff. But we're just going to touch on the Jurassic World Dominion news. So Jeff Goldblum detailed the very first scene that he shot upon his return to the Jurassic saga and fans of the original 1993 movie will be gl- will be giddy to hear that it was with the series originals, Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Dern will be returning as Dr. Ellie Sattler for only the third time. She had a small role in Jurassic Park 3 alongside Sam Neill, who starred in that movie and will also be making his and will also be making his third appearance in the Jurassic franchise as Dr. Alan Grant. The first thing that we shot, it was a scene with me and Laura Dern and Sam Neill, and we were, I can't tell you much, uh, I can't tell you much, but we were all day in a very tight, enclosed space. So that's my, <laughs> rate my Jeff Goldblum impression. Um, Goldblum said, uh, you'll see, it's a mystery you'll solve when you see the movie. The three of us were in a tiny little space and we were being menaced by, I can't even tell you, a surprise faction. The word faction is so interesting here. Uh, surprising faction of faction of prehistoric creatures that you've never seen before. Fans of the original will be thrilled to hear that these dinosaurs will be brought to life by animatronics rather than CGI prominently used for more recent movies. Goldblum said, there are a lot of animatronic things going on, so there's going to be a lot less CGI, I think, and lots of things we can act with and see with our own eyes. We saw some amazing things. We were acting in life and death situations. Goldblum said of the scene he shot with Dern and Neil, we think it might be the last moments of our lives and we're all bonding with each other in an emotional and somewhat hilarious way. So to me, this makes me think of the trailer scene, like when everyone, when um, Vince Vaughn, Jeff Goldblum and Julian Moore uh, and uh, Nick and, and Sarah Harding and Ian all together kind of like making a laugh, but also being in a life or death situation. So that, that was my immediate thing that brought me to mind when thinking about this article. And then also the idea of factions or of, of, you know, and also the word prehistoric creatures. So it's like, and, and who knows, Jeff Goldblum is very esoteric. So he might just be saying that to avoid certain spoilers or to just be sort of, you know, weird for, for fun. So, but to me, it's like, I don't know. The use of a faction means that, you know, again, we know that Biosyn's coming back. We know that Dotson's coming back. So it feels like that's a confirmation of, you know, if, if they have a crew. I mean, if you listen to my, the Brad Jost episode, we talked about the idea of like, you know, armies of raptors or, you know, other dinosaurs and stuff like that. And then again, but maybe prehistoric creatures. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's, you know, maybe they're trapped aboard a submarine with the Mosasaurus or something. I don't know. That would actually be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this article. It's nice to hear. I think like a lot of people have been saying, it's nice to hear the original cast be so excited about being back in this universe. So, um, which actually brings me to, I was recently on, as of today, I was recently on Jurassic Outpost. Uh, they, I mean, they're, you know, number one source for news in the Jurassic universe. Um, I've had many of their uh, folks on the podcast and I've been on their podcast. And so it was so much fun to join this episode. Jack and Ryan and I essentially discuss all of the spoiler leaks that have come out in the last six months. This is like leaked things. And I I mentioned, I think, in the Facebook group, I try not I'm trying not to cover the leaks on the pod on 
SJR just, you know, so that you don't accidentally stumble into spoilers. Obviously, I'll give a warning if I do. But if you really want to hear me dive deep into plot synopsis leaks, into leaked photos um, that have been coming out and stuff from shooting, go over to Jurassic Outpost. I'll provide a link and you can listen to that episode, episode 88. We really dive into the nitty gritty of not only these Dominion leaks, but the future of the franchise and we talk about some other fun behind the scenes stuff as well, too. So, yeah, go to Jurassic Outpost to check out my full opinion on the leaks. Um, yeah, but uh, I figured that mentioning it here would be a good segue um, because not only did that Jeff Goldblum interview come out, but I think some of the leaks maybe illuminate what he's talking about a little bit more. So there's that. All right. The next story that we're going to talk about is there's a new Camp Cretaceous trailer. Woohoo. So Camp Cretaceous, again, is the Jurassic World animated series that is coming to Netflix on September 18th. I am so, so stoked for it. I can't wait. Uh, if anybody knows how I can see this season early, because I know some of the Jurassic publications have been seeing it, let me know. I would love to watch it and give a review first thing. But I mean, you know, September 18th comes. The plan is for a lot of uh, content to drop. I definitely want to do spoiler and non-spoiler reviews of the series. And then maybe we can dive into episode by episode commentary or, you know, something, something fun for that. So, you know, there's also a website out and everything. I actually haven't gotten a chance to check out the website, but uh, it looks, you know, what I loved about the original Jurassic World website was the ability to see like live footage from the park and park updates and when attractions were closed and things like that. So um, the Camp Cretaceous website kind of just keeps that alive, keeps that dream alive, which I love the sort of the Michael Crichton versimilitudeness of making Jurassic World seem real. So, and yeah, the new trailer, let me watch, I'm going to just watch it again right now and then love that trailer. It truly, Clayton Fioriti was talking about this when he, on his channel, he broke down the trailer and I'll, you know what, I'll link to that just so uh, you guys can, because I'm not going to go too in depth on the trailer. I mean, at this point, it's like, oh, I just want to see it. It very much has an Amblin vibe. I think just the idea with kids on an adventure on their own, it's very E.T., very Goonies. And I, frankly, am very excited for that. I love that notion. And, you know, in in kids can do a lot in movies more than in real life, maybe. And I think embracing that, embracing that element of it and giving sort of empowering kids in that position where it's like, yeah, of course, like, I don't know. I mean, again, as we've seen in our world, I don't think Jurassic Park is as far-fetched as most people. I, I don't think people give Jurassic Park enough credit for how fetched it really is. So anyway, I really am loving, I love the, the horror fake out vibe of the beginning of like the spooky story. Like that stuff to me just feels like really right. Um, it's interesting that this, that this group of kids, it's almost like, cause again, Jurassic world takes place around the end of winter break, like kind of just after the new year. So it seemed strange that Camp Cretaceous would be, it feels like a summer camp thing. I mean, obviously Isla Nublar is, I believe in Central America as far as like, so is it, I don't think it counts as being in the Southern Hemisphere, but um, now I'm feeling really dumb that I don't know this 100%. But um, essentially, it seems strange that this summer camp thing would would happen during 
you know, January essentially of 2015. But I almost like the idea that this is an experimental, like these are the first kids that are going to do this summer camp. So it kind of ex- plot wise, it kind of makes it work. So it, may, it works for me anyway, but, and I, interesting in the trailer that they show this research sign that they showed in Jurassic world briefly, I believe Delta and blue, maybe it went and, you know, after the ambulance scene with Zach and gray and Claire. So that could be interesting. We'll see more of the Island that, that in that way. And then you see baby bumpy being born, which is crazy. Cause I feel like, they show Bumpy like bigger in parts of it. And then, but then we see a sh- scene of him as a hatchling in this trailer. So he or she. So I wonder if maybe Camp Cretaceous is going to take place over a longer period of time. I mean, parts of the trailer show the events of Jurassic World, the Indominus breakout, the Pteranodons escaping. So we know that those moments take place during Jurassic World. But yeah, how much of this series, I think that's been a big discussion point in the community is when does, like how much of this series takes place before, during, and after the events of Jurassic World. I think they're keeping it close to the chest until we see it. So let me know if you're excited for, for Camp Cretaceous. I can't believe it's already a few weeks away. It feels like we've been waiting. I mean, we truly have been waiting forever for an animated Jurassic series that I, I forget who I was talking to, but it was like men in black and Godzilla and Beetlejuice and, and Ghostbusters all got animated series while we were growing up. And it was a shame that we never got a Jurassic series. So I'm actually genuinely thankful and excited that we're going to have our very own Jurassic animated uh, TV show soon. So let me know what you think of the second trailer. Are you more excited, less excited uh, you know, are, are you going to binge all night? <laughs> like, you know, is the moment it hits midnight on the 18th, are you going to jump in and try and watch all of them? There's only eight. I think there's only eight episodes. And if there are like 20 to 30 minutes each, it's actually pretty doable. It's like one long movie. Oh, but before we get into our last story of the day, I wanted to mention also the Camp Cretaceous toys and books and things are now available at McDonald's. Well, essentially for now through the 15th, they are going to be having the books. And then after the 15th, they'll be releasing Happy Meals with Toys. I mean, I, I understand some people, it's like you want the book and the toy both. Like, but the books are actually really cool. We, Brent and I, we got on our way back down from uh, Oregon. We stopped by a couple of McDonald's and we got the armored dinosaurs, the horned dinosaurs, and the ferocious dinosaurs. I, I just pulled it up. But, um, and they're really cool. I mean, they're for kids. There's games. There's like, you know, uh, fill in the line stuff and trivia and, but it's, and there's even little nuggets of lore in there that maybe I'll dive into in a separate thing. But uh, I really like it. I really love the notion of, you know, again, Jurassic Park has always been, you know, partially edutainment. So I appreciate that McDonald's and Camp Cretaceous wanted to do this instead of just toys. So, uh, but let me know if you're getting the toys. Let me know if you're getting the books. I, I know some people have been sharing already on uh, social. Again, it feels like the 90s Beanie Baby thing all over again. And I'm kind of, I, I am excited for the hunt that I still have more to get. So, because there's four books and four toys. Um, Collect Jurassic has, they have really nice photos and everything of all the different stuff so far. But um, yeah, let me know. And yeah, let's now get into our final story of the day. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a sad news to report that paleo artist Brian Franchek passed away earlier this month. You would know him, especially if you're a dinosaur fan, especially if you're a Jurassic Park fan, you would know that he did all the original artwork for the Jurassic Park Kenner Toys trading cards. Because in series one, they had all this beautiful paleo art kind of setting up scenarios that I think Brian drew from the books and or early scripts of Jurassic Park. There's some really amazing moments like Dilophosaurus sneaking up on a Nedry character, the Dimetrodon. I mean, some of the, you know, the Kenner Jurassic toys were as iconic to me as anything from the movie. And Brian's artwork, his trading cards were just as formative as anything in Jurassic Park for me. So I'm just really sad uh, to know that he's no longer with us. And David Evans, who is over at the ROM in uh, Toronto and Mike Tharm, who, if you don't know, is a very talented stop motion uh, film creator. Both of them were the first people I saw online and I'm, I'll include their tweets in the notes, but yeah, so sad. Uh, I mean, I just like going through his artwork again was just as iconic as anything um, in Jurassic for me. So, and te- the Tetrapod Zoology podcast they, on their blog, they actually did a really nice tribute to Brian Franchek. If you followed the paleo art scene in the early 90s, you surely know who Brian was and paid attention to his many excellent paintings of dinosaurs since they were everywhere at the time. These were, in fact, seen by millions due to their use in the Jurassic Park merchandise, particularly the collectible cards, which came with the Kenner range of figures. He also was affiliated with the Dinosaur Society and did commission artwork for them, was the recipient of the Society's first grant, and it enabled him to travel to Argentina to study and illustrate the remarkable sauropod Amargosaurus. And also as part of the Dinosaur Studio team, a Massachusetts-based consortium, a Massachusetts-based consortium of artists who designed toys and sculptures and installed exhibits at major museums, including the Natural History Museum in New York. Yeah, I mean, his artwork truly was as imaginative as anything. I think nowadays we, you know, we're looking to a lot of paleo art to me feels like it's, you know, trying to get at the source and, and, you know, sort of modern analogs and Brian's work, you know, obviously there's some elements that are of the times, but I think he, he was one of those, you know, leaders in that sense, you know, um, the, you know, just, amazing colors, really lifelike, you know, real, his art had like weight to it and it felt real. You would see, you know, there's this Pachycephalosaurus drawing and it just looks like, 
you know, it's almost like you could just throw a deer in there and it would be the same vibe. His stuff just felt very real. It felt like real life, basically, um, the way that you would see his dinosaurs. And it's actually funny while reading this beautiful tribute, which I will, which I will share in the notes. Um, he, uh, I didn't realize this, but growing up, he drew art for my favorite dinosaur book of all time, the dinosaur encyclopedia by Don Lessam and Donald F. Glutt. Glute. Um, he drew in that, which I had no idea, but I think that's why his, the way that Brian draws his dinosaurs, the shapes of them, they just feel so iconic. And so, uh, I feel very nostalgic when I see his, his artwork. So I will share this blog post in the notes and gosh, I, I wonder, does he have a, I would love to find out if he has his own sort of you know, or if somebody could put together a Brian Frenchek, uh, you know, just of his art, because it's just, yeah, it's some of my, he's one of my favorite paleo artists, but again, you know, it's almost sad because not even until his passing did this really hit me how, how, um, formative his dinosaur artwork was for me as a kid. So, um, very sad, but, um, I will share these links so you can, you can fall in love with his work if you don't know it or fall in love with it all over again, if you do. So, um, and on that note, too, I wanted to say RIP to Chadwick Boseman, the the very talented actor who was the star of Black Panther. It's such a I was up in Oregon when I found out, man, it just it just like knocked the wind out of you. In a short time, he truly seemed like an actor's actor, maybe in the sense that he was really putting in the work. And, it, and it's so devastating to know that he was suffering uh, behind the scenes, but, you know, was I don't know, just like, it was just like, it's okay. I'm going to, I, I maybe don't have much time, so I'm going to do as much as possible in that time, which I think is, is very beautiful to think about. And yeah, I just want to say that, um, I'm thinking about his family and yeah, I mean, what a loss. So yeah, sorry to get, sorry guys to end on kind of a downer note, but I think it was very important to acknowledge the passing of two really interesting creative people and again uh it's such a tragedy that uh chadwick boseman is no longer with us so but before we end this episode i wanted to go into a few other things and just again i I feel like i'm using the end of these episodes to kind of do a little bit of promo show a little bit of things coming up um, because even during quarantine, even during the pandemic, there's still so much to do and there's still so many talented people making really cool things. And with that, again, check out my Jurassic Outpost appearance. That was really fun. And if you are, if you want to get into spoilers and leaks, listen, if you don't, don't, because we, we really, I mean, yeah, we go into, there's, there's some stuff floating around online now and I won't talk about it anymore, but, um, if you want to hear me comment on that, you can go check that out. And to also Tom Jurassic, aka Tom Fishenden, uh, was on Clayton Fioriti's channel and they did a little special, like sh- kind of short podcast style. Cause Clayton will have interviews and I love them because he has all the visual components and everything. But him and Tom chat a lot about what Ali Sattler's been up to and what she's going to do. Again, like I think I mentioned in the Jurassic Outpost interview, but to me, Laura Dern having a main role and having her back in the action is probably the most interested, like gets me the most excited when I think about Jurassic World Dominion. So they kind of touch base on a lot of that. I saw Fallen Kingdom with Tom and Clayton in London back in 2018. So it was fun to kind of relive a little bit of that and hearing them chat because 
Yeah, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, and you can listen to to those old episodes where we did little, like I think we were like standing outside of some some like station, like subway station, where I interviewed uh, Clayton out on the street, and then Tom and I went to the park. Uh, so good memories there. And, uh, this conversation that they just had about Ellie Sattler was really fun to listen to. And, uh, it was really fun. Brennan and I, on our way back down, we went to Red Rock State Canyon Park, which is where they filmed the six foot turkey scene in Jurassic Park. It was very funny. We were driving down. And it's like, Brennan's like, this looks like the beginning of, uh, like, you know, the, she was like, is Mon, is, uh, Snakewater, Montana, a real place. Did they film it there? And I was like, well, no, they filmed it in California because that's where Ashley Hall, who I interviewed, she got her engagement out there. And so it was like, okay, wait, let's look it up. And then it's like, oh shit, it's like literally <laughs> like th- 40 minutes up the road from where, because we were about to drive through the Mojave. So that was such perfect timing. And it was really cool. And I put some photos on my uh, Instagram, uh, the Sea Dress Cry Instagram, if you want to check it out. Uh, but yeah, and I guess one, a couple other things I'll mention. I have to thank Amazon for sending me a Jeff Goldblum t-shirt, uh, of him as Ian Malcolm and to promote their t-shirt club. So essentially it's the Jurassic Park Jurassic World t-shirt club where once a month you get a brand new Jurassic related t-shirt. It's $17.99 and shirts come in sizes for men, women and youth. Uh, and yeah, you can sign up now if you want to. I, I like the notion of getting new shirts every month that kind of feels like, you know, it's like if you like unboxing things, I think it's very exciting. And thus, you know, the, the shirts are really good quality, $17.99 a month for a new shirt plus that experience. I think it's a pretty good deal. Um, yeah, check it out. I put a link in the notes for you to go over there. Okay, and finally, finally, I'm super, super excited for the Back to School series to start next week. Every interview was a blast, life-changing, amazing. These are some truly excellent and amazing and talented and so smart folks studying everything from dinosaurs to paleobotany to geology, science communication, the whole gamut. I was so in awe of each of them, and I'm so excited for these interviews to start running every Monday for the next month, month and a half. And yeah, I'll just, we'll end this episode by playing the trailer again. Thank you everyone for tuning in and please, please, please share all of the science interviews. They really mean a lot to me and I think you'll enjoy them a bunch. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Bye. Hi everyone, Stephen Ray Morris here, host of See Jurassic Right, and I'm very excited to tell you about a new series coming this September to the podcast. Now, typically on this podcast, we talk Jurassic Park, we talk dinosaurs, nostalgia, childhood memories, but I'm also fascinated by science and the scientists making discoveries about the world we live in. I'm calling this the Back to School series, where in the coming weeks, you'll be hearing interviews with a group of diverse scientists who are doing incredible work in their respective fields. Not only will I be talking to them about their work and how they define themselves. And I found that I actually, I found my voice and I found myself in the project that I'm doing. Now I am who I am because, I mean, I see it in the way that I work. I see it, you know, through everything that I go through. And uh, I feel like it's actually molded me into a much better person than um, I was before. But we will be chatting the big questions. Definitely looking at a fossil and knowing that it used to be part of a once living organism that used to live when humans weren't around anywhere, we weren't anywhere, um, and the environment was different. You know, I look at a fossil and the climate was different. 
the different, you know, the continents were different. The ocean levels were different. Every single thing was different about the earth when this organism lived. And having it in my hand right now, being able to touch it and hold it and interact with it, I think is is really inspiring for me and inspiring for others who, you know, want to be paleontologists. When I mean, you're holding a rock that's about four and a half billion years old and you didn't see it, you know, um, form or anything like that, but you know from your understanding of geology and how it formed, I think it's I think it's pretty incredible to me. And it actually gives a perspective on life that humans have only been here for an instant. We are honestly a blink of an eye, a snap of a finger to the history of the to the history of the planet Earth and to the history of the universe. And so I think that really gives a perspective on that we need to take care of our Earth because we're only going to be here for, you know, uh, as much time as we we can. And how their work reaches people young and old all over the world today. Science is endless joy, no matter how you do it. You know, you you may find joy in your work personally. You may find joy in telling people about your work. You may have fun and find joy into just make games like find the lizard or guess the skull or crow or no crow. And there's so many good accounts out there now. These scientists include paleobotanist and ecologist Aviwe Matawane, historical geologist slash paleontologist Cameron Miskelly, paleontologist and co-host of PBS's Eons, Callie Moore, and more. Tune in every Monday starting September 7th only on See Jurassic Right in whatever podcast app you listen in. Be sure to subscribe and also follow on Twitter at SJRPod and Instagram at See Jurassic Right for any additional updates and the like. And as always, hold on to your butts. I'll see you very soon. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.